mascots foamed about the humidor. And pick your milk for breakfast cereal, Mount Rushmore. Overheard during the mic check, Keith said, can we just make fun of Chris for hating on Lance Lynn all the time? Or something to that effect. So I think we can. I think we can do whatever the heck we want on Fantasy Baseball today. Heath, let's do it. Chris, how does it feel? How, yeah. Mm-hmm. How does it feel? Scott White was dancing last night. Dancing Scott White on Chris Towers. Stunting on you. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Oh, is that it? That all? That's all you had to say? Oh no, I wanted to hear your response. I think you I just like to... like you're so analytical that you don't understand what it means to, <laughs> to be a true Yankee to put the right? pinstripes on. Yeah. It's inspiration. Um, look, I know you guys are joking, <laughs> but we are actually trying to help people win their fantasy leagues. And you didn't uh, do a very I, good job in regards to Lance Lynn. I don't know if that, if you guys realize what the point of this podcast is, uh, but I am laser focused. On that. Oh yeah, you know what I heard you say the other day? What's that? Mm-hmm. 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 I can't even tell which one. Gobble to gobble. Adam playing a drop and Chris actually doing it. But you know, mm-hmm. I actually, I actually really thought yesterday was awesome because when we did um the the Monday show, the weekend recap, I noticed it was like a lot of studs. It was Kluber, Severino, it was. Verlander, all these like high-end pitchers that pitched over the weekend. So I thought, all right, Monday and Tuesday probably got to be a lot of fringy starting pitchers. And yesterday it really was. And not only that, a lot of them did um, incredibly well. So we're going to find out who's legit. We're going to talk about Lance Lynn. I do wish Scott were on the podcast today, but but oh well. Um, I guess I will. maybe I'll try to play the role of Scott White and defend Lance Lynn because I have a feeling neither of you will. Um, I'm on board. I will, I will, I will go to bat for Lance Lynn. I don't know if he'll do it sarcastically or, or legitimately, but okay. All right. We'll try. Um, here's a tough email of the day for you guys that I should have given you warning about, but I didn't because that's the kind of guy I am these days. Email of the day is from Anthony. Uh, I'm in five leagues and every league I'm in is the trade deadline set for this upcoming Sunday. I was hoping you guys could suggest some final sell highs and buy lows for me. I made a Lance trade yesterday, Lynn. if that helps anyone. Chris, I, you can't buy low on Lance Lynn yeah. anymore. Oh, no. He, he's already shown what he's going to be as a Yankee. He's actually 80% owned. Like, that's extremely high, even for a guy in a two-start week, I thought. But it worked out. Um, amazing start. I traded Mitch Hanniger, finally. Been trying for months to trade Hanniger, uh, for Kenta Maeda, who I consider a buy low, and will be even more of a buy low after, after, sure. uh, he gets, Lit up at Colorado this weekend. I just, I do yeah, worry. I think that's great. I do worry about him leaving the rotation because it's the Dodgers, but if he stays in the rotation, I think we all, we all kind of think Kentamite is a pretty good pitcher, so. I, yeah, I, I, I have no concerns about him pitching well, really. I think he's very good, and I think his career has pretty much showed that. It's going to be very frustrating when you get to the semifinals and he goes on a mystery 10 day DL stint. Sure. That's fine, and I kind of have a rule that, you know, I never really talk about. It's, it's not a hard and fast rule, but, I, it's, I call it the ACL test and trading Mitch Hanniger yesterday. I said, if Mitch Hanniger tears his ACL and he's out for the season, is it going to affect my team? 
maybe a little. I like trading those types of guys. Trade from your strength. Trade from your depth. And look, ask yourself, all right, even if this trade's a total flop, I get nothing in return. Losing this guy, does it hurt my team? If the answer is no, then be a little bit more aggressive. Make those trades. How about you guys? Anyone uh, you want to buy low or sell high on? Well, it might be too late after he's finally starting to show something, uh, especially the last, what, two starts, I guess, for for Zach Godley. But he has... You know, one of the larger gaps between his ERA and his FIP this season, he has the sixth largest in baseball. And we are seeing flashes over the last couple of starts of the guy we were so excited about coming back into this season. 17 strikeouts, two walks over the last two starts. Last name. Zach Godley. (laughs) I didn't hear you the first time. I said it. Uh, And he has had... Over his last seven starts, actually, only more than one walk in only one of the last seven. I guess one was, I guess one. I think, was yeah, a, it was a, it's, yeah, uh, five of his last appearance. six starts, yeah, for Godley. Yeah. But that's, that's a really good sign for someone who struggled with their control early in the season. And, you know, he gets a lot of swinging strikes, not as much as he did last season so far, but the curveball was exceptional last night. And if that can be a weapon for him again, this is this is a guy we were talking about with top 20 pitching upside. There were three pitchers last night that I think I would be trying if my trade deadline was in the next couple of days to capitalize on their good start by seeing if I could deal them for someone that I thought was actually good. Lance Lynn is one of them, and that's going to be more difficult. Jake Arrieta and Cole Hamels. Good start against the Royals, but two strikeouts over six innings, and it was the Royals. I, I know there was some hope that he gets it away from Texas and all of a sudden he's just good. I'm not sure he was that good outside of Texas in the first place. I'd try to trade him. You know who might, who might be a really good sell high right now? And, and it's a little disappointing because I liked him a lot coming off the DL, but Joe Musgrove has just yeah, he's been really the, good what lately. The heck? But he has stopped striking anyone out over his last three starts. He has six strikeouts total. He's getting a lot of ground balls, starts. but it's almost like he decided three starts ago to completely reinvent the way he pitches. And that's not entirely unexpected. Um, he was not a big strikeout guy as a starter last year. I was just hoping this season that his stuff would play up after his velocity boost in the bullpen last year. And it looked like it did early on, but then, I don't know, I'm I'm concerned. All right, that's Joe Musgrove we're talking about. So I was planning on going through basically everybody who pitched last night, everyone relevant, and talking about who was legit. I mean, Wei-Yin Chen is like a one-something ERA at home and a ten-something ERA on the road. It's pretty hilarious, and he had a good home start yesterday. Uh, I also want to point out that there's a team that has an unbelievably easy schedule coming up, and that is the New York Yankees. And last week I talked about it with Sonny Gray, thinking, all right, I actually might be able to use Sonny Gray. Wrong, but... Masahiro Tanaka, since coming off the DL, has been a lot better. I I don't know that it means anything. He still doesn't have much of a fastball, but his secondary pitch has been really good. And I don't know Tanaka's matchups, but I can tell you Severino's matchups coming up. Either the Mets or the Rays. Then Toronto at Baltimore, White Sox at Oakland, at Seattle, Toronto. And then they'll see Boston a couple times late in the year. But really easy schedule for the Yankees. And I think Tanaka is... Much better than Sonny Gray, so I feel better um, recommending him as a buy low. If he is a buy low, I I think you, he is. You could recommend someone that's not a Yankee. 
I already Where's did. the fun? I already in that? did. I already recommended Kenta Maeda. No, Lance Lynn is on the Yankees. I, I, I'm not a Lance Lynn guy. Lance Lynn, he's basically a two pitch pitcher now, and they're both fastballs. It's like he's throwing a four seamer and a two seamer. I no, no. All right, so those are some buy low and some sell high candidates. It, all right, yeah. It, forget it. Forget it. You, you flustered me with your Yankee thing. They have You're a really welcome. easy uh, schedule. Ruben Odor. Ruben Odor has been awesome. So high. We talked about him yesterday. I, I might see if somebody thinks the last month is him figuring it out and turning into this because he's probably got a bad month left in him this year. Yeah. All right. The uh, The big news. So this is kind of a newsy show. Mike Trout. Cortisone injection. Sad again, and they're hoping to get Trout back this weekend. Meanwhile, Shohei Otani is making some progress. He's approaching mound work. Do you guys think that Shohei Otani is going to be a usable pitcher down the stretch? I do not. No, I actually dropped him, and it was a keeper league, and I had been holding on to him, but the keeper price was $21, and there's just no way I was going to keep him for that price, and I didn't see him helping me this season, so I dropped him. All right, Shohei Otani. George Springer on the DL with a thumb sprain, but they're optimistic that he could be back when first eligible or shortly thereafter. Meanwhile, Houston is happy with Jose Altuve's progress. We don't really know what that means, but they're happy with his progress. Lance McCullers has a forearm strain, and he might not, he's not pitching in August. He might not pitch at all rest of season. Is Who's more droppable, McCullers or Carlos Martinez? McCullers. Yeah, I think that's probably right. But in a points league, with the playoffs coming up, either of them could be. Carlos Correa could be back this weekend. Eloy Jimenez, very close to joining the White Sox. And we should also mention Michael Kopech had another great start over the weekend. So if you're looking to stash a pitcher. But Eloy Jimenez has batted 376 with eight home runs in 29 games in AAA. He doesn't walk that much, but he doesn't strike out much either. Uh, what are your expectations for Jimenez? When he comes up, which will hopefully be within the coming days for the White Sox. Yeah, I'm going to guess it's three and a half weeks away. Really? Why would you, like, why bring him up now, three and a half weeks before the September call-up, which does not count against service time? Okay, I mean, if that's the, then why would they call him up at all this season? Because in September, it doesn't count against service time. You get him free exposure to the major leagues, and it doesn't cost you anything. It still counts for, I don't think September call-ups count they don't count for options for sure. I'm not 100% sure on service time, but I don't believe they have the same impact. I mean, if they're worried about that, whatever. I don't like the way the system is set up. He's obviously be. major league ready. Right. And so whenever they call him up, I expect him to be maybe the second best hitter in their lineup. Probably the second best hitter in their lineup. But, you know, he's not going to steal bases. It's possible that he gets a little exposed by major league pitching and he's just kind of a, an all or nothing power hitter at first. That being said, he's going to be a must add guy when he gets called up just because there's, there's so few potential impact players who are available on waivers like that. Can I get a last name? Eloy. That's a first Jimenez. Name. Eloy Jimenez. Yeah. And, uh, I thought that once you're no longer a super two, it didn't really matter. But I guess I'm wrong. Well, it, it just it depends on next year. They could just keep him down for the first two weeks of like what? Why not? Why not just keep him down until the middle of uh, April They're next going year to compete next and year. gain an extra year of service time? Okay, uh, that's Eloy Jimenez. Keep an eye on him and uh, Michael Kopech as well. You Darvish is going to throw a simulated game tomorrow. 
The A's acquired Mike Fires from Detroit. That will put Jacob Turner in the Detroit rotation. But Fires in his last seven starts has a 196 ERA. Only 29 strikeouts at 41 and a third. Do you trust Mike Fires with the A's? Not at all. Not even kind of. Uh, let's see. David Dahl is up, as we know. He led off for the Rockies yesterday. Charlie Blackman sat, but Dahl did lead off and go two for four. Also, great pitching in Coors Field yesterday. It was rainy, and apparently the conditions were pitcher-friendly. Ball was not carrying yesterday at Coors Field. Matt Davidson struck out John Carlos Stanton. That was fun. Joey Votto. He looked, he looked good. Did he look good? Yeah. Starting like low 90s, had a good breaking ball. If you have a good breaking ball, you can strike out John Carlos Stanton. <laughs> yeah. Joey Votto has general soreness. General soreness. Anybody worried about Joey? You didn't mention him as a buy low. Is he still a buy low, Joey Votto? I believe he is, yes. And Kyle Bearclaw, another bad outing, could lose the closer's role. This time it, you know, feels a little more serious. I just wonder if there's something wrong with him. Dramatically said he's healthy. He thinks he's healthy, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. He, he's been really bad. So I want to second rider. What's that? Second rider. He would be the guy. Yeah. You want to circle back to David Dahl for just a minute because all he's done is hit, and he just needs a chance. And if they give it to him, he's hit this year. Two eighty four with an eight eighteen OPS, some stolen bases, some power. Just give him, like, your offense stinks. Give him a chance. You have, like, one good hitter. Maybe two. Two good hitters. Who are they? Nolan Arenado and Charlie Blackman. Yeah, I so, guess Trevor so wait, Story, too. Yeah, let's talk Trevor Story. <laughs> Carlos sure. Gonzalez has actually been pretty good. I think their offense But, but really is, not, like, he's been good at home. But I think which, their offense is... Like, a, I would have a 700 OPS, of course. Not true. I think their offense is a little better Maybe. than it was at the beginning of the year. Like, LeMahieu's back, and... No. Cargo's been all right. It's bad. It's not bad. Well, I, it is bad. It was bad. I, I don't think it's that bad now. Uh, I uh, mean, you guys were right that about that. that but. I saw in the show notes that we have a fun with fan graph segment coming up. We, yeah, I'd like to. All right, let's get, let's, let's move it then. Um, Monday standouts. Who stood out to you guys on much? Let's talk about Lance Lynn. Let's talk about Lance Lynn. Rock, the Rockies are 22nd in weighted runs created plus over the course of the last 30 days. That's not that bad. Is that including home? That's park adjusted. Oh. All right, well, okay, well that's not like they were worse than that. They were like but they are the in the bottom third of the league. Okay, but, but when we had this discussion earlier this year, they were like one of the worst away from home, right? They're bad. Okay, everybody's bad. It's always good and bad with you. Yep. Yep. No yep. gray area. Some teams are average. Mm-hmm. Like the Yankees right now. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> okay. Uh. Anyway, Lance Lynn, eighty percent owned. Why can't I find Lance Lynn in my notes? Did I like not put him in my notes? I don't think you put him in the notes. He threw what seven, eight scoreless innings at the White Sox. Seven scoreless innings at the White Sox. Seven with nine strikeouts, no walks, or one walk, no walks in his relief appearance. Good for him. Wait, is this a joke? How do I know? I did notes on Lance Lynn. Here he is. Um, Previous two appearances: six innings, two runs, three strikeouts at Boston. Four and a third, scoreless as a reliever against Baltimore. He's got Texas this weekend. He's got Toronto next weekend. Um, all right, 80% owned. What do we think, Lance Lynn? I just – I don't see any reason to think he's going to be even an average pitcher moving forward. Um, if he is, I'll take that loss. You know, like that that's my, my sense of it is just 
you have to believe in the things that you believe in. And the things that I believe in point to Lance Lynn just not being very good. And I don't see something that he's done differently in his two appearances with the New York Yankees to believe that he has become something different. So, yeah, I don't – like, I, he's – Throwing his curveball more, I guess. Uh, is he? Because I think he's just throwing his fastball all the time. Yeah. Uh, no, look, I, 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 you don't have to make that impassioned of a case. I mean, it's hard to buy, but his his control has been better lately, and that's kind of Scott's theory. Well, it's been like, better the two appearances he made with the Yankees, and maybe the Yankees just figured something out. And if did. that's the case, then I'll just yeah, be wrong. They're the Yankees. But no, I mean Scott would say if he gets his control, kind of like Zach Godley, if he gets his control right, then. There, Lance Lynn's actually been doing some good things. But Godley, like, is an elite ground ball guy. And he's shown stretches of being a really good bat misser. Lance Lynn, even in this, like, good 12-start stretch, has been an average strikeout pitcher. And he's been a little better. He's been about average in ground ball rate. All right, so I, you have no interest in owning him? Owning him is fine, but I have no interest in thinking he's going to be a difference maker. He's not someone I'm running out to add. I'm not dropping someone with potential for him. I'm not, I'm not dropping Nick Pavetta for him. Okay. Heath, anything to add? No. I, I, like, I think, I think he is pretty close to an average pitcher right now. And that's, that's good. He had a good start against a really bad team. He's had two good performances against really bad teams. Mm-hmm. I'll probably start him against really bad teams. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. It means Baltimore and, and the White Sox. All right. Any other standouts you want to get to from Monday? Derek Rodriguez yes. continues to be really good, um, and it's a little surprising. But the good sign is he's striking guys out now. Uh, over the last four starts, he has 24 strikeouts, and that's about 26 innings. That's really good for a guy who you know has done a good job limiting hard contact, has great control. He's really interesting right now. All right, so that was a really interesting – yeah, you're right. Interesting is a great word for it. Uh, not a high swinging strike rate, very high strand rate. I actually looked at the peripherals and thought Derek Rodriguez cannot keep this up. He can't. But he has a 2-3-4 ERA. We're not asking him to keep that up. He's got a 3-1-4 FIP. 3-1-4? 3-1-4 FIP. Oh, I thought, I thought I saw it was like f- almost 4. 4 is the X FIP because oh. he has a really low home run to fly ball rate. Okay. So maybe he's a high threes ERA pitcher, but even so, if he's a high threes ERA pitcher pitching in a good park for half of his starts, I'm I'm going to have some interest in him. I'd rather have Derek Rodriguez than Lance Lynn. One hundred percent. All right, yeah, nice start. And he had a, he actually had a good matchup yesterday. No Altuve, no Springer, no Gaddis, and he took advantage of it. Pitched very very well and should have gotten the win. Will Smith blew it. In the ninth inning, but I'm glad that we told people to start Rodriguez yesterday. Uh, and I'm always glad that we tell people about the SeatGeek app because I get a ton of tweets and a ton of emails about people telling us really about the memories they get because of the SeatGeek app. Hey, I went on a spring training tour. I got my tickets on SeatGeek. Hey, I I uh, went to the United States. You know, some a lot of people from Canada go to the United States, go to a different bunch of different ballparks, and they use SeatGeek to get there. Or just you... Typical Americans with your baseball. You want to go to a game or a concert, comedy theater? SeatGeek has you covered. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to every type of live event. Event, And, of course, our listeners love the discount. 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. All you got to do is download the app and enter the promo code FANTASY when you make your purchase. Uh, code, again, is FANTASY for 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. 
Every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. And I'll tell you what I'm doing now. Uh, October 6th-ish, something like that, Miami, Florida State. I never miss it. I go home for it every other year when it's a home game for Miami. And I'm talking to my friends, and we're looking at tickets, and we got our eye on a few on SeatGeek, and we just keep monitoring it, and we're going to make that purchase. We're going to use SeatGeek. We're going to save some money. It's going to get a, give me a better price than all the other competitors because SeatGeek searches multiple ticket sites and gives a grade on on every ticket based on value. Use the code FANTASY for 20 bucks off. Do what we do and use the SeatGeek app. All right. Uh, hey, real quick. Luis Severino or Trevor Bauer, rest of season? Uh, Trevor Bauer has arguably been the best pitcher in baseball this season. What's your answer, Severino or Bauer? I'm moving Bauer ahead of Severino. Severino. I don't feel confident in it, but he's done it for longer. And I don't think this recent stretch is anything. But the season, the remaining season is so short. There's so little time left. I think Luis, Luis Severino is going to have a very good career and be a very good pitcher. I do think there's something not right right now. And I don't know if it's going to be fixed in his next start. Yeah, that, that's the thing is like, I, I haven't found anything that's wrong besides the results. And if I'm going to do it with Lance Lynn the opposite way, I have to do it with Luis Severino. So this has just been bad luck. I think so. No. Or, or no. something, something small. Yeah. Nothing, well, I don't think there's something like fundamentally wrong with Luis Severino. He's still throwing hard. He's still getting strikeouts. He's still. No, he's not really getting strikeouts. I mean, he got two. Against, uh, he, well, let's see, he has 21 strikeouts in 25 innings in his last five starts. He has an 828 ERA. He's given up eight home runs in those five starts. Only two strikeouts at Boston. Look, it, I don't know why it's happening, but his, his slider is just not that good right now. You know, it, it, that's the thing. Like, his secondary stuff hasn't really been that good lately, and I don't know why. Bauer is just so damn good, and they both have good schedules, but I think Bauer's is basically as good as it gets. He does have one start at Boston, but other than that, it's at the White Sox this weekend, Baltimore, at Boston, Minnesota, Tampa Bay, at Toronto, at Tampa Bay, White Sox, at the White Sox, at Kansas City. I mean, we talked about it a few weeks ago. The Indians are just set up for such an amazing finish. Uh, and look, he's awesome. And he's great. Yeah, he's got 206 Say Trevor Bauer, Chris. Like he's Do finally it, Chris. starting to get some strikes in a Bauer. way that he's never done. It's amazing this was his first, this is his first 200 strikeout season. He got there last night. You would love him, too, because you know what he said? Somebody said, uh, you lead the AL in strikeouts, I think. You already said? And war. And war. Which is not true. It's not true? Mike Trout, Jose, like, he leads among pitchers. Pitchers, But, yeah, like, pitchers. you know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna well actually people, <laughs> get your facts straight, Trevor. I, th- I actually, I, whatever. I thought he was going to say, well, what's my strikeout percentage? That would have been a very Chris Towers thing to say. Well, no, but in, you know, in 156 innings, that's, that's a negligible difference. So, alright, it's two to one in favor of Bauer. We'll leave it at that. Uh, hey, real quick, rest of season, Edwin Encarnacion, or Cody Bellinger, or Max Muncy. I would go with Cody Bellinger. Wow, I thought he'd be last on the list. No, I'll take Encarnacion. Max Muncy's very distant last. I'm not even sure he's going to be an everyday player moving forward. He hasn't been over the last week. Oh my goodness, I'm surprised to hear this. He's, he's two for 31 in his last 11 games, Max Muncy. But I thought, you know, we were all in on Muncy. 
you know how Chris is, just a, a bad week, and he's ready to change <laughs> his mind about me. somebody. He's not consistent at all. Like, I thought we were just judging him based on hard hit rate and stuff like that. But apparently, yeah. a bad, a bad BABIP week, and we're out. It's not a bad BABIP week. Don't be ridiculous. He's striking out like 50% of the time. Over, over a week. It. No, it's been like 40 plate appearances that his strikeout rate has been really elevated. And this is a 27-year-old who had never done anything of note at any level before this. Yes, the first half of the season was incredible. And yes, I was buying in because everything pointed to what him, what he was doing being pretty sustainable. He's striking out 44% of the time over his last 15 games. His strikeout rate has been going up consistently for about the last yeah, 10 games. Like that stretch. Maybe it's nothing, but it's not like we have, it's like Justin Smoke in the first half last year. Yes, all these indicators suggested that he had taken this big leap forward, but Sometimes sometimes you just get on a lucky run, and sometimes you actually do get hot, and those skill-based indicators can be fluctuating as well. Well, nobody ever gets hot. They just do what they're, what the, who they are. <sighs> That's right. That's okay. We're trolling this Crystal. This is the best It is. It is. No, it's a good point. I mean, I, I wanted to know where you guys were on Muncie because, you know, he's been funky Muncie this uh the second, the last eleven games, last fifteen games, it's been I most, really bad. I, I, I mostly stuck with him this week in my lineups, except for the the for the people league where I share with Chris, where he wanted to bench him for Ryan Healy. Um, but I'm mostly giving him one more week to break out of this. Okay. Uh, last one. So, so by the way, Heath said Encarnacion, Chris said Bellinger. Last one. Hey, real quick, Bryce Harper or Javi Baez? Um, it's so this funny. is so great. This is so great. Like, Harper <laughs> in points, Baez in Roto. Uh, Javier, I'll, say Bryce, I'll say Bryce Harper. Javier Baez, the only top 10 hitter in points leagues with fewer than 44 walks. He has 17 walks to 105 strikeouts, but my gosh, what a year. Another home run, 25 homers, 19 steals, 31 doubles, 7 triples. Amazing year for, for Baez. True MVP candidate. Harper, meanwhile, has an 11.57 OPS since the All-Star break. So, looks like he's... Home run, home run derby fixed him. Right in the ship. Um, by, so, Chris says Baez in Roto, Harper in points, and Heath says Harper. Bullpen stuff. Well, the, uh, it's still been about a month since we've seen a save for the Angels, but they got close last night. They had a four-run lead in the ninth, and Justin Anderson pitched the ninth. I don't know if Blake Parker was available. He had pitched three of the previous four days, so that would have been four out of five. Harper, uh, Parker hasn't been that good lately anyway. Uh, so Justin Anderson, maybe, I don't know, whatever. Sir Anthony Dominguez, struggling a bit lately. Gabe Kapler says they're still confident in Dominguez, but he's, you know, he's struggling, but he got a save chance and he blew it yesterday. Jerry Blevins got the save for the Mets, and I actually forgot to look it up. I don't know if you saw, did he have a bunch of lefties up in the ninth inning? Because Zellman pitched the seventh and the eighth, and they, Use Blevins in the ninth. I did not see. All right. I will know before this bullpen report is over. All right. That's Blevins for the Mets. Pedro Strope got a save. He's got eight saves. He's 37% owned. He appears to be the closer while Brandon Morrow is out. Mm-hmm. Will Smith, 58% owned, blew his second save. Still having a great year, but he gave up two run, three runs, two earned against the Astros yesterday. 
And Wade Davis back in the closer's role yesterday after Adam Adovino blew it on Sunday. Davis got a a clean save with two strikeouts against Pittsburgh, his 32nd of the season. Jerry Blevins faced Billy Hamilton, Jose Peraza, and Joey Votto. But I don't think that was the reason that he came into the game because Robert Gesellman had already pitched right. the eighth. And did he pitch the seventh too? He had four outs. Four outs. So I think that was probably more the reason. But he did face Hamilton, Peraza, and Votto. All right. So look, Swarzak's on the DL. Right. One lefty and a switch hitter. Swarzak's on the DL, and uh, I thought Gazelman would get to save, but, you know, that didn't happen last night. All right, let's talk about those pitchers. Now, we've mentioned some of them. We go through them again. We can repeat what we've said. Who's legit? Part one and part two. Part one is 80% owned or more. Part two is Luke Weaver and on down to Wei and Chen. 78% owned Weaver to 6% Chen. Zach Godley, is he legit? I don't understand the question. Yeah, he's legit. Okay. Totally legit. Too legit to quit. Jake Arietta, is he legit? Nope, not legit. Not legit at all. Yes. Nothing legitimate. No. Don't say yes. Heath just said he's a great sell high candidate. So why would you say yes, he's legit? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna leave. <laughs> I don't know what the question is. Is he legit, Chris? <laughs> I mean, how could it get more simple than is he legit? Yeah, I don't, I actually, I don't think this is confusing at all. Like sometimes I know my segments are a little confusing. I, I really feel like this one's pretty straightforward. <laughs> uh, alright, is he legit Kyle Freeland? No. Why not? <laughs> is, okay, he's not, Kyle Freeland is not legit. 304 ERA, another great start yesterday. What, what do you guys expect from Kyle Freeland? An ERA right around four moving forward. Yeah, something similar. Like, I don't know that there would be a huge difference between Kyle Freeland and Jake Arrieta the rest of the season. I think there will be just because Jake Arrieta doesn't pitch a course. Okay, next up, Cole Hamels. No. no. Not legit. Derek Rodriguez. Yes. Fairly legit. Not this good, not too too. What does he have? 234 ERA good? He but... is not a legit 234 ERA No, look, pitcher. it's he not. He may be a forget... 380 ERA pitcher. Let's not get, like, too hung up on the numbers. Let's... He's good. I think he's Chris, good. Chris, do you know what legit means? I think he's good. Okay. Kyle Gibson. I think he's his ERA is going to wind up in, in roughly the same range. Legit. Yeah. All right, so Godley, Rodriguez, Gibson, legit, Arietta, Freeland, Hamels, not legit. Uh, who's the Godly's got to be the best, right? Of this I think group? Godly or Arietta. I think Godly is the best. So, do you, who's second best? Arietta. It's probably Arietta, but I don't. I I don't know. It might. It might be Derek Rodriguez. So yeah. All right. So I guess this did get a little confusing because if we're saying Arietta's not legit, we just mean Chris said Arietta was legit. Okay. He believes that he is a true talent 311 ERA pitcher. I hate you guys. I, no, no, okay. It is honestly getting a little confusing because <laughs> we're calling some people legit, some not legit, yet we like the not legit guy more than the legit guy, and that's kind of weird. So maybe we need to redo this segment. Um, right. I, th- I think that uh, is what they're doing right now legit, I think is the better answer. 
Like, Cole Hamels has a 438 ERA on the season. I think that's probably legit. I think he's not good. But I don't think he's legitimately good. He just had a good start, though. So was that legit? You're being intentionally yeah, 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 unhelpful. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's. All right, we're going to rank them godly one and then either Arietta or Derek Rodriguez two. Cause here's the thing. I really, th- I, I, I want no part of Arietta. Maybe I should open my mind a little bit, but his last six starts, he's a 211 ERA. His six starts before that, he had a 616 ERA and he looked completely droppable. Um, I wouldn't say I want no part of Arietta, but in a roto league, I kind of feel like he's Strowman, you know? In a points league, okay, fine, Arietta. But in a roto league, you're not going to get strikeouts. The whip is okay. Um, and we're selling Kyle Gibson a little short, too. He he belongs in that same category as Rodriguez and Arietta. So Freeland and Hamels are the two worst in this group. I, I believe so. All right. Let's rephrase this to who's startable. What about the legitometer? No, who's startable? Next group. Luke Weaver. Three. Come. I still do not trust Luke Weaver. It was good to see him succeeding yesterday after he's been so miserable, and we were hoping he would be good in this two-star week. It looks like that'll work out, but I still don't trust him. All right, that's Luke Weaver. But Joe, he does face the Royals this weekend. Yes, so, right. yes. Uh, Joe Musgrove. I think he's startable as a spark. He's sparkable. For sure. And he's at San Francisco, so he's probably startable as a starter this in his next start. Matt Boyd. I, what do you want me to say? Every time I say that Matt Boyd actually sucks, then he pitches over his head. And every time I say, you know, I'm starting to believe maybe Matt Boyd is legit, he faces a team that's terrible against lefties and is awful. So, the He is throwing harder. I've mentioned that. Every time he's come up, and I think the velocity in this in his last two starts is the highest that it's ever been. He's averaged 92.4 miles per hour with his fastball, so he could be a little different. He's getting a lot more swing strikes. Do you still like him more than Sean Newcomb? Maybe. This is Matt no. Boyd we're talking about. He's 62% owned. It wasn't that bad of a start, four runs and five and a third, but they are bad against lefties, and they didn't have Mike Trout, so it was really a pretty disappointing start. For Boyd, his next two starts are both against Minnesota at home this weekend and at Minnesota on the on the road next week. So, uh, would you rather have Boyd or Musgrove? Musgrove, Musgrove, Wade LeBlanc, not legit, not worth starting. I, yeah, I think he's usable against the right matchup. Wei Yin Chen at home. He may be useful on at home. And aren't the Mets awful against lefties? His next matchup. Yeah, like I think you you can start him in that one. One ninety four ERA at home, ten twenty seven ERA on the road. More news and notes. Jay Happ on track to start against Texas on Thursday. A Danny Echevarria traded to the Pirates. Corey Seager is going to have arthroscopic hip surgery. He's obviously out for the year, but he's going to have hip surgery. Jan Gomes could be back today. Tyler O'Neill on the DL with a groin injury. Uh, twin starting pitcher Michael Pineda pitched two innings in the minors as he's working his way back from Tommy John. Jeff McNeil. we got to talk about Jeff McNeil. 10% owned. Have you seen his bat? Jeff McNeil's bat. <laughs> the notes say Jeff McNeil has a weird bat. Can, can you provide more details? I read about it yesterday, and then I had to Google image it. It doesn't have a knob at the end. Okay, I see it. Oh, that, I'm looking that, at it. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, Jeff McNeil's strange, strange bat. 
Huh. Uh, we're going to talk about him in a little bit. Uh, D. Gordon returned from an ankle injury. Nomar Mazzaro could begin a rehab assignment this week. A.J. Pollock sat with fatigued legs. Nick Tropiano left with shoulder tightness. And Brandon Belt should be back soon. Uh, Tropiano might, might not miss a start, by the way. All right, here's a category. So we talk about hitters called, what do we do with these guys? Ooh, or we can go with the Empire Records reference. What am I going to do with this guy? Right, Chris? That That is a movie. Are you too young for Empire Records? I have seen it. We've talked about it's Empire Records. Very, I don't think he's seen it. Very good movie. I've seen it like seven times. I, then maybe Scott's never seen it. I, it's, I've seen it. Okay. It's fine. Well, what are we going to do with this guy? What am I going to do with this guy? Michael Brantley. Since June 1st, he is the number 32 outfielder in points leagues. What's well, fine for a slump, you know? But number 56 in Roto with a 696 OPS, 260, three homers, five steals since June 1st. This is Michael Brantley. What am I going to do with this guy? Start him. You are going to consider sitting him in Roto. He's not a difference maker. I have found myself sitting him in my categories league. It's a daily categories league. And I yeah. just, it's like, okay. With, I, with three outfielders? Four outfielders. Okay. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that I would do that. Plus, he's got, you know, we've talked about the Indians' great schedule coming up. He's going to have a hot finish to the year. Good. Yeah. All right, that's Brantley. How about Brett Gardner, 82% owned? What am I going to do with this guy? I think he's probably overowned. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've had enough. 718 OPS. 15.6% line drive rate for Gardner. That's not very good. Uh, Miguel Sano, 66% owned. He has not homered since coming back up, but uh, I don't know. Maybe some encouraging signs. 382 on base. 276 batting average. 382 on base. 379 slugging. Uh, Miguel Sano, 66% owned. What do we do? He didn't hit for much power in the minors either. Um, and ISO right around 150. So I wonder if that's just something they're working on. He's been so power focused in his career maybe they're just let's make some contact miguel and kind of work your way up but i'd i'd add him if he was available and i want to circle back around to michael brantley real quick since june 1st he has an eight percent strikeout rate he has a 41 percent hard contact rate i'm not worried about michael brantley adrian beltre 65 percent Owen. what am i going to do with this guy uh yeah, I don't know. Drop him like it's hot. Maybe if they're like I nailed that. Well, no, but I I don't really know. I'm I don't I don't have as much interest in him as I do in Brantley for sure, but I'd rather own him I think than I would Gardner. Sure. Yeah, I well, yeah, that's fine. I mean, Gardner's very overowned, but Beltre strange peripherals, career high hard contact rate, uh career high Line drive rate by a lot, 28.6%, but he's just not hitting any fly balls. But that kind of explains it, right? Well, the fact that he has five home runs in 79 games? No, no, the fact that his line drive rate is so high kind of explains at least some of why his fly ball rate is so low. Like, his ground ball rate is actually lower than it was last year. He's hitting more balls in the air, just not necessarily what has been categorized as a fly ball versus a line drive. I, I think maybe with Beltre, categories league perspective, if you see a guy who has a really high line drive rate and really high hard contact rate, he's batting 281, which is good. 
but maybe he should be batting over 300. Maybe he can help you with batting average. I would sense? expect more power. I don't know. I, I think he probably, if he starts hitting for more power, will hit around 300, yeah. All right, fine. That's Adrian Beltre. What are we going to do with, with uh, Ryan Healy, 61% owned? I think he's a drag. Yeah. Yeah, we can... You can drop him. You can stream him. Whatever. I think he's he's an okay corner corner infielder. Like this year, he's just turned into an all or nothing power hitter, and he doesn't hit. Like he he he's not that different from like Matt Davidson right now. Is he striking out that high rate? Not that much, but he has a two seventy three on base percentage. It's basically a home run or bust. That is Ryan Healy, sixty one percent owned. Uh, and then there's these three hitters: Marwin Gonzalez, sixty two percent owned. He is seven for nineteen with four homers in his last five games including a big one last night, Marwin Gonzalez. David Peralta, 12 for 24 with three homers, a 15-20 OPS for Peralta in August. He hit two home runs yesterday. And Jeff McNeil with his weird bat. I think he sits against lefties, considering he's one for three with a walk against them. But McNeil has been very good, 10% owned, 326 batting average, four walks, six strikeouts, two homers, two doubles in 12 games. Um, let's go one by one. Let's talk about Marwin Gonzalez, 62% owned. Is this something or just a little streak in a bad season? I think it's probably just a little streak. Yeah, I think 62% owned is fine. Maybe a little high. Yeah. Who's going to be better rest of season, Beltre or Marwin? I'll take Beltre. Beltre. All right, let's talk about David Peralta. Is he a a must-start guy? You know I don't what? think so. Let me, let me ask. Let me rephrase that. He's probably not a must-start guy, you know, for playoff teams. Is he a must-own guy? Sure. Yeah, and he's ninety percent owned, so he's pretty much there. And you should start him in a five outfielder league. Yeah. All right, that's David Peralta. Jeff McNeil, talk talk to me, fellas. So the logic behind his weird bat is actually really interesting. Um, so it it kind of I'm I'm struggling to even explain it. But basically, the way he says it is that it's a standard 32-ounce bat, but the the bat weight is distributed more evenly. So there's more weight in the handle of the bat than a typical bat, which I would assume helps him with his bat control. Um, you know, he's not whipping the ball through the strike zone the way hitters typically are. Um, and he never strikes out. And he's hit for power at AAA this season. It's in Las Vegas, so, you know, who, who knows. And actually, he was hitting for power in, in Binghamton, too. So you, you know what's good about his power? Like, what happened in Vegas did not stay in Vegas. Well, yeah, yeah, well, well yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, no, come on. That was not so bad. <laughs> it was okay. Thanks. Thanks. Um, if the power's real, and I, I don't necessarily have any reason to believe it is, but... He's an interesting player and should be owned in all NL-only formats and I, I think deeper deeper categories and points leagues as well. So that is Jeff McNeil. Would you rather have Derek Dietrich or Jeff McNeil? Probably Dietrich. Yeah. Ben Zobrist or McNeil? I'll take McNeil. I'll take Zobrist. All righty. Uh, it is Team Name Tuesday. We have a pretty mediocre crop today. Let's see what we got. Uh, Jed Jerko store. We know that yep. one. Here's a Will Ferrell reference. I was like, Gavilio! Yep, yeah, that, that's very good. Heaney Minter Minor Mo. Sure. 
Now, if you make Mo Mariano Rivera, you've got four RP eligible. Oh, no, not Heaney. Never mind. Heaney, Minter, Minor, Mo. Sorry, Heaney screwed me up. Uh, all right, I don't know if you're going to get this one. I shot LeClerc. I shot LeClerc. Uh-huh. That is my cousin Vinny. I shot the clerk. Oh, uh, okay. Here's yeah. a, a oh, we get a lot of these. A one hour photo reference. Cy the Roto guy. Sure. Cool hand Lucroy. We may have had that before, but that's very good. That's three baseball players. Cool hand sure. Lucroy. Jed Blash and Beyonder. I don't know. Uh, so, uh let's see. Meta World Reese. Sure. Very good. Faulty Towers. Yeah. That's a Fortnite reference. No, I think it's a British television program. I thought he was saying that Chris's analysis was faulty. What's the towers thing in in fault in Fortnite? Twisted towers, tilted towers, tilted towers. Faulty towers is a British television show starring John Cleese. Let's have fun with fangraphs, Heath. Uh, Was there was there a particular category that you wanted to look at? Oh, I was just going to use that as a segue to talk about how. The Rockies are still bad on the road, but oh, I, we can we can do whatever segment. You pick the segment, and I will find the names of players you don't know. Well, let's look at Woba. We never really look at Woba. Weighted on base average, and it's got to be Woba, not Waba, right? It's Woba for sure. Waba would be. You would sound silly if you were saying Waba instead of Woba. Uh, you know, Woba might be a bust because. Everybody on the top of the Woba list is just awesome, and we know they're awesome. Eugenio Suarez and Matt Carpenter are six and seven on the list. Carpenter's actually six. Suarez is seven. Christian Yelich is nine uh, on on the top ten of Woba. It's Betts, Trout, Martinez, Ramirez, Arenado, Carpenter, Suarez, Judge, Yelich, Lindor. So seeing Carpenter, Suarez, and Yelich in a top ten list with those uh, amazing players, does that mean anything to you? Suarez is really good. And he has been good for more than a year now. It's going to be really interesting to see where we draft him next year. Yeah. Hey, Eugenio Suarez, is he a top 50 player? He probably should be. I don't know if he will we'll buy in. I, I don't know if anybody has him ranked as a top 50 player right now, but he probably should be. That's Eugenio Suarez. Okay, let's take a look at the, uh, the bad. Actually, Scott players. does have him at 41. Sorry. Who is leading qualified hitters in Babbitt, batting average on balls in play. Christian Yelich. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, all right, you ruined it. Yeah, yes. 500 Babbitt in the month of July. It's 397 right now. And he's a high Babbitt hitter. He's having but, a great year. Yeah. Yeah. If there was enough season left, I would say sell high. Yeah, because what, I mean, isn't he, so right now Christian Yelich is a top seven outfielder. He's batting 327 with 17 home runs and 14 steals. I mean, isn't he just at least like a top 15 outfielder, Yelich? Sure. Yeah, it's not that he's bad. It's just that he's probably playing over his head. He's probably more like a 290 hitter. Okay. Malik Smith is number two. Aaron Judge, three. J.D. <laughs> Martinez, four. Freddie Freeman, five. Altuve, six. Whit Merrifield, seven. Scooter Jeanette, eight on Babbitt. Uh, Joey Wendell, Matt Duffy. They both have a 357 uh, Babbitt. And Scooter Jeanette was like a 380, 390 Babbitt guy in the first half of the season. So I think he's 
already started to regress. And Derek Dietrich's actually 11th with 354, and that worries me a little bit because he doesn't walk really. He, you know, like I own Dietrich in a deeper league, and I feel like I've just I get lucky every time he does something good. Uh, I don't know. How do you guys feel about Derek Dietrich? If you play in a league with hit by pitch as a category, he's a stud. Give me another category you'd like to look up. Who do they play for? Oh no, I don't want to play that game. Come on, we've got some. <laughs> Let me, let's do one. You... Let's do one more actual fantasy content. We should do a pitcher cat thing then. Let's do swinging strike rate over the last thirty days. Do you have that pulled up? I can pull it up right now. All right. In the meantime, I'm going to tell you that Odubel Herrera leads baseball with soft cont- in soft contact rate. Eh, he does every year. 29.1%, followed by Billy Hamilton, Eduardo Nunez, Michael Franco, and Jonathan Scope. Okay, the, the most are you contact. ready? Yes. Are you ready? I am ready it's for this jelly. It's a fascinating list. Okay. Carlos Carrasco. Wait, what is this again? S- swinging strike rate over the last 30 days. Okay. Carlos Carrasco, who's awesome, 17.4%. Justin Verlander, obviously. Patrick Corbin, makes sense. Derek Holland. Ooh. Zach Godley, Garrett Cole, Max Scherzer, Trevor Cahill, Masahiro Tanaka, and leading, or second on the Indians, I guess, Mike Clevenger. Hey. Ten. He's really good, too. I tried to trade for Clevenger. It was rejected. But I do think he has a big finish. That schedule, amazing. Some more interesting ones. John Gray's 11th. Wait a second. Wait a second. There's two very interesting ones in the top 10. There's Derek Holland and Trevor Cahill. We should talk about them. Top uh, last 30 days, they're among the best in swinging strike rate. Holland and Cahill. And Cahill actually, it's not that surprising. Uh, The Royals broke him last year, but before the trade to the Royals, he was really, really good. Um, I don't know what exactly happened. Once he got to Kansas City, maybe too much barbecue, but he was awesome last year with the, uh, was it with the Padres or the Athletics last year? He was I with the remember. Padres. With, and he was with the Padres, he was really year. good. A lot of swinging strikes, a lot of ground balls, and he's doing the same thing this year. So, I think he's interesting. Yeah, I think he's pretty good. Probably under-owned. Okay, that is Trevor Cahill coming off a really good start. And Holland, I'm actually starting in a one-star week against Pittsburgh this weekend. That one's harder to make sense of. I know. I just, it's desperation. Well, uh, no, I'm not, I'm not criticizing your, your decision to start him. I'm saying the fact that he's getting a lot of swing strikes doesn't really make sense. He's still a heavy fastball guy, 65%. He's, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand what Derek Holland's doing. That is my analysis of Derek Holland. All right, Heath, you want to play your game? Well, it's your game, Adam. It is. Name who they play for. Okay, name that team. All of these players have hit at least two home runs this year. Okay. David Boat. B-O-T. Oh, David oh, Bodie is David, on the Cubs. Yeah. David Bodie is on the Cubs. I am Good job. That, I game. think that's the first one you've gotten right all year. I think you're Hope. right. You, know, he, you saw how fast he was. It was a boat race. Jose, Bowie. I'm going to butcher this last name, Bricino, B-R-I-C-E-N-O. He's on the Tigers. He is a Los Angeles Angel of Anaheim. Okay. Sure. Francisco Arcia. Oh, he's on the Angels. He's a catcher. 
He is two out of three. Come on, man. He had, he had like, he set like a major league record for most RBI in the first two games. You are going to set a new record with this performance. Ah, yeah. Bring it. Dwight Smith. That's a fake name. He is on the, that's an MLB the show creator. He's on the Mets. He's on the Mets. He is on the Blue Jays. And I gave you that one because I actually gave you Dwight Smith earlier in the year. (laughs) (laughs) What team he played for. Uh, we got two names left. We will go with, oh, which one, which one, which one? Carlos Esuage. Oh, uh, the way you, uh, you used to go, Asuage. A-S-U-A-J-E. Oh, he come on. Plays for the, uh, the San Francisco Giants. No, no, he's in the American League. He's on the White Sox. Chris was very close. He had the right division. Mm. But he is on the Padres. Oh, of yeah, course. that's right. And then we'll finish, just try to make it a little bit easier with a guy that's actually hit three home runs this year. Oh, well then, no, we got this. Yeah, Jose Rondon. Jose Jose Rondon? Yes. Is he, he on the Tigers? He, he, they're all on the Tigers. That's my default. <laughs> Where is Jose Rondon? He is on the White Sox. Yeah. Damn it. They, so, yeah, they got hey, a lot don't of... say damn it. That was that was your best performance of the year. Inspiring effort. All right. Well, I'm going to take a suggestion from the listeners here. We've got a new grade the trade song. Here it is. Chris Towers' favorite. All right, let's I knew I trace. shouldn't have come into the podcast today. I don't get that. That's a little Magic S-Bus reference for you. Oh, Magic S-Bus. That's what the millennials call That's it. That's what the kids call it. Zach in California is giving away three players and getting three players. It's a blockbuster trade. He gives away Mookie Betts, Wilson Contreras, and Robbie Ray. Betts, Contreras, and Ray gone. In return... Jacob DeGrom, Zach Greinke, and Michael Brantley. Betts, Contreras, and Ray for DeGrom, Greinke, and Brantley. Unless you really need to make up a lot of time in pitching, I don't think I like it. I think it's a C-. minus. I think I'll give it a B-. minus. Yeah? You give yeah, away I've... the best player, but you might get the next three. I'm going to assume that his hitting is better than his pitching. That's I can't nice imagine assumption. someone making that trade if they if it wasn't the case. Next up from Matt, dear Paul Rogers, Sorkin, and Hank. Aaron's. Aaron's, yeah. Who's Aaron Hank? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that we were right about that. What? Are you you're serious Wait, right you're now? Joking. Oh, Hank Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I play my baby. No oh, sleep. That's incredible. All right, that's give so up good. another blockbuster. <laughs> give up Jacob Degrom, Freddie Freeman, and Zach Greinke. Degrom, Freeman, and Greinke get Sale, Scherzer, and Muncie. So the the pitching element is Degrom and Greinke for Sale and Scherzer. That's awesome. The hitting element, though, is you drop from Freeman to Muncie. I think that's like a D. 
The, what? C minus. I what? think the drop from Freeman to Muncie could be like you might be getting a not useful player. Well, and Chris pitches. Sale is not currently. And Chris Sale's coming back from a shoulder injury. He could be just Chris Sale. But we've seen a velocity spike uh, of multiple miles per hour this year, and all of a sudden he's on the DL. Maybe it's nothing, but yeah, that that's too much. Nah, all right, okay. Next up from another guy named Zach. Ten team six by six categories. Give up. A. Eugenio Suarez, David Price, and Fernando Rodney. Suarez, Price, and Rodney get Trey Turner and Travis Shaw. I like this trade. It's a solid B. I think it's like a C plus. B minus. Love it. All right, from Cody, give Severino, get Judge. No, I can't do it. I I I, I don't think you can trade for Judge right now. We don't know his timetable. He he's not making a ton of progress. And he's coming back from a wrist injury. Yeah. And this is a guy who relies. I mean, he's a, an awesome hitter, but if he's just a good power hitter, that's a huge drop. From Braden, 14-team head-to-head categories league. Give up Edwin Diaz. Uh, he loses saves every week. He's punting saves. Give up Edwin Diaz for Max Muncy. Oh, no. F. Yeah, I don't know if I'd call it an F. I haven't decided that Max Muncy just is terrible again. But um, I think you can aim higher. All right, so I think that's the big, big takeaway from today's show. A lot of Lance Lynn talk, but also we're not uh... – we're worried about Max Muncy. It's it's more than just a slump. All right, let's look at today's matchups on this Tuesday. By the way, Miss Frizzle on Magic School Bus mm-hmm. was voiced by Lily Tomlin. That is incredible. I had no idea. The goddess, Lily Tomlin. I feel like she kind of looks like Lily Tomlin, too. And Kate McKinnon is on the new series. That's incredible. I love Kate McKinnon. What voice casting. Okay, uh, the Braves of the Nationals. Max Freed at Jeffrey Rodriguez. I think Freed's okay. Uh, definitely not a must start. Keiko at Bumgarner will start them both. Newcomb at Scherzer. Double header today. Start him. Yep. Okay. Red Sox at Blue Jays. Pomeranz at Stroman. I wouldn't start either. Uh, no. Cobb at Glass now. No. Uh, no. I, I'm okay starting, uh, Glass now against the Orioles. I don't know that he, like, I don't even know that the plan is for him to pitch long enough to get a win. Maybe not. Sal Romano at Jason Vargas. No. No. Miles Michaelis at Pablo Lopez. Start Michaelis. Yep. Adalberto Mejia at Carlos Carrasco. Start Carrasco. Felix Hernandez at Bartolo Colon. Don't start either. Don't start either. Clayton Richard at CJ at <laughs> Chase Anderson. Clayton Richard at Chase Anderson. Chase Anderson's fine. Yeah. Sabathia at Ronaldo Lopez. No. Maybe no. Sabathia. Mike, yes, Mon- Beth, yeah. Mike Montgomery at Brad Keller. No. Montgomery. Tyone at Chad Bettis. <sighs> oh, it's uh, Coors Field. Yeah. I'm starting Tyone in a two-start week, but yeah. I wouldn't start him for just one. Nick Pavetta at Zach Greinke. I think you start both. Start them both. Rich Hill at Sean Manaya. Start both. Jacob Turner at Andrew Heaney. Andrew Heaney. Okay. Well. All right. Mm-hmm. 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 Weird show. Mm-hmm. Weird show today. Mm-hmm. Hope you all enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. What the hell is he doing? Mm-hmm. 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 What the hell's wrong with him? Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
<laughs> I got the line wrong. That's it for today. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Fantasy Baseball Today.